James 1, verse 19. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Why do you think James, the brother of Jesus, the leader of the church in Jerusalem, feels the need to tell the first century church to write specifically that they need to be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger? He probably has to write that because they're not doing that, right? I mean, if you're already doing that, if you're already quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to anger, James doesn't need to tell you that. No, he's probably telling them that they need to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger because, well, they're probably a lot like us today. You know, as 21st century Americans, when we hear something that bothers us, uh, particularly in our social media world now with Facebook and Twitter, we feel the need to respond. We feel the need to, to let someone else know what we think and how we feel. Rather than seeking understanding, listening first, maybe asking questions to gain a better understanding, to let people know that we understand what they're trying to say. You know, it's interesting, the Apostle Paul in his letter to the church in Ephesus says in Ephesians chapter 4 that we should speak the truth in love. In fact, he goes on in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the wonderful love passage, he's reminding the church in Corinth that if I speak in tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, And if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Without love, our words are nothing. Our life is nothing. We have to speak the truth in love. We need to communicate God's love in what we have to say. Do you always speak the truth in love? I don't. I wish I did, but I'm afraid I don't always. I speak the truth, but people don't always feel the love. I remember not long ago, uh, I was having a conversation and uh, something came up and I, well, I said a very true statement, but unfortunately, the moment the words came out of my mouth and they hit their ears, I could tell that was not what I meant to say. It didn't come out the way I meant it to be be said. They didn't feel it or experience it. I wasn't meaning to hurt anyone's feelings, but sometimes we can say things quickly and not think about how they are heard, can't we? Reminds me of the words of Jesus that we find in Matthew 12, verse 36 to 37. Jesus says, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you'll be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Wow. I don't know about you, but I've spoken a few careless words. Anybody else ever? Am I the only one? Okay, no, good. I'm glad to know I'm not alone. It's hard not to say things quickly, right? We think quickly and we want to speak quickly, but, but sometimes we just need to slow down, be still, and know that he is God. We need to make sure that we avoid saying anything that might harm another or be interpreted in a way that might harm another. We need to choose our words carefully, don't we? So how can we make sure we don't, that we don't say a, a careless word, that we don't hurt anyone's feelings? Maybe we should try really, 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 really hard, just not to talk too much, right? I mean, what does Proverbs ten nineteen say? We just read it in the prayer of confession, but Proverbs ten nineteen says, when words are many, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent. So if we restrain our lips, even if we're not wise, we may look wise, right, to someone else. 
We need to choose our words carefully. We just need to try and really, really, really hard and maybe not speak so much, right? Well, if you've been with us the last several weeks, you know that we've been going through a new sermon series called New Year, New You, and and, and the focus is on transformation, not just resolution, because the fact is that every new year, someone makes a New Year's resolution, right? And they, I'm going to try real hard this time to, to eat right, or I'm going to try real hard to, well, to, to work out or to exercise, or I'm going to try real hard to, to be more loving or to make more time for fill in the blanks. We try real hard, but by the, by the month of February that we're now in, often those resolutions have fallen to the wayside. Yes, trying, trying, and trying really, really hard isn't always successful, but if we can build new habits we probably will have more transformation. Neuroscientists tell us that that the brain likes to go into cruise control as much as possible, and so we tend to live our lives out of habits. For instance, as I shared a few weeks ago, you know, I I developed the habit at a very early age of brushing my teeth because my parents insisted that before I go to bed, after I've had dinner, before I go to bed, I need to brush my teeth. And so I, I developed that habit after every night, brushing my teeth time and time and time and time again, that now it's a part of my natural routine. I don't even think about it. I go right before to bed, I I brush my teeth, and now I've learned to floss since college. That's important too. Yes, we live our lives out of habits, and so in this sermon series, we've been looking at the spiritual habits or the spiritual practices of Jesus who led his disciples to practice these same habits as well. I love what Dallas Willard says. I think we've got this... uh, quote from Dallas Willard. He's written a book called The Spiritual Practices. Do we have that quote on the screen? Dallas Willard? Thank you. Uh, The Spirit of the Disciplines. Dallas Willard says, in silence we close off our souls from sounds, whether those sounds be noise, music, or words. Silence is a spiritual practice, a spiritual discipline. That if we will practice the discipline of silence, Well, then those moments when we feel the need to speak, we won't be quite so quick to speak. Maybe we'll be a little more quick to listen, to seek understanding, rather than simply to share what we think or believe. But silence, closing ourselves off from the sounds of this world, can be difficult in our social media today with all the television and radio and all the different things that we hear and internet. It's it's hard to find times of silence. So how can we make sure we're the kind of people who practice silence, or we're the kind of people who are naturally quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I believe the key to developing the spiritual habit of silence can be found in our Old Testament text this morning, Psalm 62. Psalm 62, verses 1 to 5. It may be found on page 608 of your Red Pew Bible. Psalm 62. Verses 1 through 5. But before I read God's word, let's call upon his spirit to guide us in the reading and hearing of his holy word. Please join me as we pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you that you inspired David, a man after your own heart, to put pen to paper, parchment, and to write these words of Psalm 62 that we have today. Speak, Lord. For your servants are listening. Help us to hear what you want us to hear so that we might be transformed at the reading of your holy word. We pray this in the strong and precious name of your son who is the Christ and all God's people said, amen. Psalm 62, beginning with verse one. Listen to the word of the Lord. 
For God alone, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. How long will all of you attack a man to batter him like a leaning wall, a tottering fence? They only plan to thrust him down from his high position. They take pleasure in falsehood. They bless with their mouths, but inwardly they curse. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. Gracious and loving God, we thank you that you speak to us in the silence. As we look at scripture, we can see that Moses encouraged the people of Israel that as Pharaoh's army was approaching, not to be anxious, but to know that the Lord would deliver them. They only needed to be silent. As we look at the story of the prophet Elijah, who was running from Queen Jezebel, Lord, we see that you spoke to him, not in the earthquake or the fire or the wind, but in the low whisper. Lord, help each one of us to take time each and every day to be silent before you, that we might develop the spiritual habit and practice of listening first so that like James instructs us, we will be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Lord Jesus, as we look at your life, we can see that as a lamb was led to its slaughter, so you did not open your mouth. In your love and faith, you submitted to your heavenly Father's will to be silent, to die on a cross as the perfect sacrifice for our sins, then on the third day to rise again, conquering both sin and death on our behalf, so that we know with full assurance the victory is now ours in Christ Jesus. So with that knowledge, O Lord, by your Spirit, help us to trust in you more so that we might be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry as we silently rest and trust in you. We pray this in the strong and precious name of your Son, who is the Christ, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen.